Hello and welcome to yet another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen. This show is for entertainment purposes only and extremely not safe for work. This particular episode is about Take-Two Interactive, a company I own. The first question I always ask myself is, do I understand the business? Uh, yes, I believe I understand the video game industry. I've been doing due diligence for years. Uh, this company derives about a third of the revenue from the Grand Theft Auto franchise. And speaking of revenue, I would actually like to direct your attention to a new website. It's called roic.ai. And from there, you can find over 10 years worth of financial data on a whole host of companies. Uh, the ticker is TTWO if you want to follow along. And so if you look at 2013, you'll see the revenue spiked that year, and you'll notice the company was unprofitable for the two years prior and the two years after. This is because 2013 is when Grand Theft Auto V came out, and this used to be how video game companies operated. They'd spend millions of dollars in these super long developmental cycles, release the game, and then just hope it was profitable, and then go right back to losing money until the next big release. Then something funny happened. If you look, you'll see revenue continued to grow, and the company actually started becoming profitable in years where they didn't have a big release. This is because video game companies figured out how to smooth their earnings. Nowadays, over two-thirds of Take-Two's revenue is from recurrent consumer spending. This is things like DLC, or downloadable content. Subscription services, in-game currencies, etc. Players will buy GTA dollars and spend it on digital real estate, cars, weapons, clothes, etc. I realize this may sound funny. Why would someone spend real money on a hat or a shirt that they can only wear inside a video game? Well, it comes down to social pressure. A few years ago, I was playing Fortnite when my nephew called me a no-skin. I asked him what the hell that meant, and he explained that by using the default character models in the game, I was projecting the image of a noob, a new player who the other players in the game would make fun of. In other words, it's like showing up to grade school with holes in your shoes. The other children will make fun of you. So there is social pressure inside these online communities to spend money. Now let's move on to the next question I was asking myself, which is, will the company be around in five or ten years? I believe that video games will only be bigger in the future. I think Take-Two Interactive is particularly well-suited, primarily due to the GTA franchise. It's like this generation Super Mario Brothers. There are children playing GTA 5 today that weren't even born when the game first came out. Whether or not they should be playing the game is, uh, is another story. Uh, GTA 5 sold more copies last year than any previous year. Yes, this was during the pandemic, but it's still impressive for a game that came out in 2013. So yes, I believe the company will be around in 10 years. Uh, finally, does the firm have any competitive advantages? The video game industry is extremely competitive. With the rise of mobile devices, players can download high-quality games for free. They don't need to spend $60, $70 on your game. There are no switching costs to go from one game to another. And I believe that Take-Two doesn't enjoy any sort of low-cost advantages in game development. One could argue that there is a network effect with online games. The more players who play a game, the more valuable the experience becomes and the longer the game stays relevant. Uh, realizing this, Take-Two has recently made GTA Online free-to-play while still charging for the single-player game. Uh, but where I believe video game companies derive most of their value from is in the brand name. Certain brands are equated with high quality, i.e. Nintendo. 
And when those companies announce new titles, it generates a lot of buzz that translates into pre-orders and sales. But sometimes fan favorites fuck up and tarnish their brand, like Blizzard or Bethesda. My concern with Take-Two is they've recently released the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition. These are remasters of the old PlayStation 2 games, like Vice City and San Andreas, along with GTA 3. But these remasters are essentially broken. On social media, players are having fun sharing videos and images of broken physics and weather's effects, uh, deformed character models, misspelled signs, and game-crashing bugs. The PC version was even taken down over the weekend because it contained music with expired licenses and the infamous Hot Coffee minigame. The Hot Coffee minigame was a sex simulator buried within the original code for San Andreas. Players could only reach it by hacking the game, but its inclusion caused the game to receive an adult-only rating, which meant that big-chain retailers like Walmart refused to carry it. It was a huge scandal that cost the company millions of dollars. This was a mistake they made in 2004, and now again in 2021. Frankly, the whole debacle is embarrassing and makes them look like a bunch of fucking retards. Their social media accounts should be swearing to address the issues to fix the bugs, but so far their accounts are self-congratulatory. Look, everyone makes mistakes, and that's fine, but you need to acknowledge your mistakes and look to learn from them before they fester. Even worse, in my mind, is Take-Two issued DMCA, this is a Digital Media Copyright Act, takedowns, and even lawsuits to some of these third-party PC mod developers who had created their own remasters. Compare this to Roblox real quick, a company that embraces and partners with third-party developers to create additional content. Anyone can make a Roblox game, publish it, and start making money with Roblox in a 70-30 split, a la the Apple App Store. It's a beautiful business model. Instead of attempting to anticipate consumer demand like Netflix, they instead provide a platform and the community creates their own content like YouTube. All Roblox has to do is maintain the toll road. 50% of children in America are playing Roblox, and the game first came out in 2006. I would love if Take-Two moved in this direction with Grand Theft Auto 6. GTA is one of the most modded franchises in game history because you have diverse environments and architecture with gameplay mechanics for driving, shooting, running, flying, boating, etc. It's a mod developer's dream. I wish Take-Two would have embraced these developers and offered them contracts to the console remasters. Instead, they sued the mods and put out their own inferior remaster. Speaking of GTA 6, in their uh, latest 10K, they show contractual marketing outlays. Marketing doubles in fiscal year 2024, which would likely translate to calendar year 2023, specifically October. But I wouldn't be surprised if this number gets pushed back in the next 10K. I believe Take-Two won't issue a release date until they're done milking GTA 5. They were supposed to release GTA 5 for the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox this holiday season, but it got delayed until March. I believe that's why the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition was rushed prematurely into release. Uh, To put a bow on everything, I don't think these missteps are catastrophic. 20 years of customer goodwill will not be erased with one bad remaster. But burning bridges with the mod community does eliminate my dream bull case where GTA 6 becomes the next Roblox. As far as the numbers, they're in a tough comparable right now because 2020 was such a great year for gaming. But after that, I believe you'll see revenue continue to rise. Services will continue to bolster the bottom line. I believe the company is trading at a lower multiple than it's currently screening at. Under cost of goods sold, they had a $55 million impairment charge due to canceling a game they had in development. 
These kind of impairment charges happen all the time, but this one seemed particularly egregious, so I gave them the money back. Under general administrative, they had a $20 million earnout fee related to an acquisition. I account for this on the balance sheet, so I gave them that $20 million back too. Uh, I also negated interest and gains on investments because I don't believe those to be part of the core business and I instead count for those things on the balance sheet. Some people just use EBIT, earnings before interest and taxes for this purposes. Uh, that leaves me with a trailing 12-month, or TTM, adjusted net income of about $600 million. And I just want to point out, I didn't adjust taxes to get to this number, despite increasing their operating income. Uh, moving on. I should probably explain uh, what I'm doing here. In order to get a valuation, we need to come up with some sort of look-through earnings or core earnings number, some sort of reasonable basis for future cash flows. It would be like if you went to the bank and they asked for your monthly income. You should not include your stimulus check or the money you got from selling a car on Craigslist. It's the same idea here. Uh, moving to the balance sheet. They have $1.3 billion in cash, investments, and private equity. The only debt they have is about $81 million owed for future performance obligations related to that acquisition. So, nutting this out, uh, last I checked, they had a market cap of about uh, what, $22 billion. I deduct $1 billion in net cash for enterprise value of about $21 billion. Divide that by about $600 million in adjusted net income, and you're left with a multiple of about 35. I believe that's probably fair for high-growth companies and sexy industries. I added to my position when it was about 28 times, and that was before I learned they were suing third-party developers. As someone with about 20% of the portfolio in Take-Two, I'm not super happy with my position. I'm okay waiting a few years for the stock to pop on GTA 6 News, but I have to be confident they're not going to fuck it up. And right now, not super confident. All right, that's it. This has been Dan Hansen with yet another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. And oh, by the way, I had my first uh, meeting. We did the Capital One on what Southport here in Lakeview in Chicago. So yeah, it was great. Um, so if you'd like to join, uh, just message me on Twitter or Reddit or join the Facebook group, however you want to find me. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Oh, t uh, Twitter, that's at Hansen Asset. And Reddit, my name is Wild Space, with a space between wild and space. Oh, I thought it was clever. All right, bye.